Sup homeboys, JP speaking, and welcome to the very first fresh out of the box edition of JP Rambles. Ramble about my favorite things here, NBA, MLB, and NFL in my podcast. Yep, that's right, I am that sports guy. So, for this very first episode of JP Rambles, It's about game 4 of the NBA Finals. Y'all watch the game? That game went all the way down to the wire. And in the end, it was the Lakers that prevailed. Alright, enough about that intro. And here are my red hot, red hot takeaways from game 4. First off, LeBron James. He was on a mission. Game 3 was nothing but a distant memory for LeBron James as he went out with a vengeance. Sure, he did make a few more mistakes which led to a quiet first half. But in the second half, he kept his head down and got on with it by looking for his shot whenever the team needed it the most. He was big time and that's how The all-time greats do it when playing under the game's biggest stage. How do you bounce back after a disappointing game like that? You don't do about it, be about it. By getting mean on the offensive end and do a little bit of everything in order to get the W. And that's exactly what LeBron did in game 4. It is something that he's been able to do night after night since the restart. And frankly, throughout his storied career, and this one was no exception. That's playoff brawn for ya! Speaking of bounce back performances, Anthony Davis was huge down the stretch. After a rough night, spending much time on the bench with foul trouble in Game 3, AD did admit that he was not being aggressive and blamed that one on himself. But more than made up for that with a strong outing as he got out of the box fast. He was a force in the paint as if it was game 7. Whether he was dunking the ball with reckless abandon or was blocking shots by sending them out into the parking lot, the dude was brilliant on that side. Oh yeah, did I mention he was clutch late in the fourth? He was able to ice the game for LA by knocking down a jab step three-point shot which broke the spirit of Miami. Talk about ice in his veins. Damn. Not only that, he blocked Jimmy Butler and denied him a chance of closing the gap in the final minute of the fourth. Just your good measure to cap off a magnificent performance for the Lakers. AD is a true beast. This young man really showed some toughness despite the pressure. Got to tip my cap off to him, man. He was so special. No doubt about it. All right. Now, let me focus how the Lakers were able to shut down Jimmy Butler. LSD was so stifling 
Butler could do little to stop it as the Lakers put the shackles on him. Frankly, LA's game plan was so obvious since the start of the second quarter. As a matter of fact, Butler did continue his momentum from Game 3 when he went perfect from the field in the first quarter of Game 4. But what did they do after that? The Lakers made adjustments to their playbook and started communicating to see where Butler's at when he's making a move. Then, when they tried to isolate Butler one-on-one, -on -one, they immediately locked the lane by forming a wall or come over to the weak side so that he could not penetrate easily to the point of getting him multiple trips to the foul line. Also, the Lakers tried to make Butler work by simply trapping him to a corner as soon as he caught the ball. The double team on Butler on the wings proved to be effective in shutting off the Heat offense since there's no other player apart from JB who can consistently drive to the hoop the way Butler does. Lastly, when LA was forcing Butler to take a quick shot with a shot clock winding down one period of the fourth, they dared him to shoot a long jumper, but misses. So this worked out pretty handsomely for LA. With a tight ball game like that in game four, every bucket counts. JB finished with 20 points, 10 boards, and 9 dimes which pales in comparison to his 40-point triple-double in Game 3. Huge checkmate by Coach Frank Vogel against Coach Eric Spolstra as LA looked to have had it all planned out, Butler simply was unable to look for his shot the rest of the way. Let's move on to the supporting cast of both teams. It's not always about the lead protagonists that are keeping all the spotlight to themselves. But the supporting cast of both teams were able to display their talent, their effort, and energy in this critical game. This is what I like about close games in the NBA. Cause there's always someone other than the superstars who are ready to step up and boy, the role players from both teams really gave us a treat. They were able to make big basket after big basket and were able to make hustle plays needed for a game like game 4. Whether it was Tyler Hero throwing up Hail Mary like shots over AD which he still got him to drop, the deep ball fireworks display of Danny Green, the two clutch plays by KCP, or Rondo's tremendous pass to AD which led to the dagger 3 sealing game 4 for the Lakers. That was something else. And at the end, it was the Lakers reserves that got it done. They richly deserved that W. Mad props to the Lakers bench. You cannot win these kinds of games without these types of players. But with all that said, the burning question is this. With the Lakers now up 3-1, are the Heat done in these finals? Here's my answer to this question. With all due respect, Miami has done a brilliant job of dealing with adversity all season long, especially in the finals where 
Of course, the injury bug played a significant part which resulted to them playing catch-up to the Lakers. The Heat are freaking dogs, man. And they have a great group of guys that's led by Mr. Jimmy Buckets. Being the underdogs, which they truly are, they definitely know what's at stake. But with the Lakers finally able to unleash its full potential, this remains an uphill battle from here. I won't say that Miami should give up on their title dreams. They should just need to play a whole lot better. And Jimmy Buckets should rediscover his scoring touch like he did in Game 3. We have seen this scene before in the NBA Finals. 3-1 series lead? Warriors Cavs 2016? LBJ being the central figure of that historic moment? Does any of that ring a bell to you guys? Yeah, and I think this is subject to much debate, but he's currently partnered with the best teammate he could possibly have asked for, and that, my guys, comes in the form of Anthony Davis. So, as far as I'm concerned, the Heat may have already appeared to have run out of magic. Now, as we move forward to Game 5 Friday night in Orlando, anything can still happen. But the odds are highly in the favor of the Los Angeles Lakers at this point. We will wait and see what will happen next. Alright, that's all I have for you all today. Thank you for listening and tuning in to the very first installment of JP Rambles. But before I go, show your fellow Hooperheads some love and follow all my social media platforms. Follow me at JPRambles on Facebook, JPRambles16 on Instagram, and feel free to at me on Twitter. That's at JPRambles16, guys. And I'll ramble at you on the next one. Rambles out!